0: Hello, David. Michael, welcome back. <laughs> it's uh, I can't tell if by recording less often we're creating de- uh, pent up desire or people forget that the podcast exists. I'm not. I'm not sure what the marketers would suggest.
1: People say to me sometimes, I you know I listen to the podcast and, and it's like, and the way that it's said is always like, are you like, what does that mean? Is that a good thing? Is that a threat? Is that? Uh, are you uh, saying that like I should be surprised someone's listening? That's pretty good. It,
0: it, somehow everything around podcasts is just slightly embarrassing to all part the people who record them. It's a little embarrassing who listen. I, I do believe podca- listening to podcasts is ruining my like com- attention span. I'm totally podcast addicted, which is not really a good thing. Yeah. I don't. If I'm on the train going up to get my car, I'm I'm hitting podcasts very heavily. So what do you
1: do? So what do you do? Like, what do you listen to? Do you have them all like kind of pre figured out on your phone and they're downloaded and ready to go, or you sort of look through and find something interesting, or you just have your go
0: to? It's like. I don't do it the way most people do it. I don't really listen to the many interviews unless my friends are being interviewed. I really like two people who are talking, I, you know, I'm, I'm into that, that style typically. And then I listen to sports particularly when my Vikings are doing well. And then I, if they are, then I can listen to just about any like guys talking about fantasy football. If there's like talk of, of, um, you know, what's going on with my, if I'm in a good mood, if they have a terrible loss, then, then I don't like listening to it as much, but it's, it's fairly embarrassing behavior. Um, you listen to Smartless. Everyone asked me about that. Cause I think cause they like golf and stuff. Is that Will Arnett and all those guys? Yeah. Yeah. I, these guys are too famous. I just want regular people who are talk and are normal. What about <laughs> that? I don't know. I, it goes into my whole anti-celebrity uh life. I, I, there's very, very few people who are famous that I'm interested in what they have to say. I mean, unless they're, yeah,
1: that's, that's fair. You know, the, just to go back to the Vikings thing, you, I do notice how much more I hear about the Vikings when it's going well. And (laughs) and you do follow, you do follow them no matter what. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're only sort of paying attention when, you know, Josh Dobbs is like coming back to win games. But now this year, it's been a lot. There's been a lot of chatter from your side, it's, a lot, of, a lot of
0: purple you mean, chatter. You mean my son, Josh Dobbs Coggins, <laughs>
1: who is um, literally uh, our backup. Who we could, we could still be. He. I'm shaving we, we need him more than ever at this point. No, you know. Oh and, my goodness. And they let him yeah. go, and now he's playing really well for you. I mean, it hurts. It's like your ex girlfriend out there, you know, living her yeah, best completely. life, it taking hurts. her
0: company public, multi millionaire. <laughs> you went straight to going public (laughs) it's uh your worst nightmare coggins no i i mean i've got many oh my god i'm so glad he said that i had a dream that this is crazy i don't like talking about dreams i'm embarrassed (laughs) about like the whole dreams are very bad topic but this one relates to both of us um I, I mean, my only, I'll just preface it by saying my only recurring kind of dream is usually like I'm up on stage playing a guitar in front of people and realize I don't know how to play just like basic performance stuff. So I'm in, get this, in a golf tournament. Uh, And this was right after you had a golf triumph. So maybe it was somehow related to that. So I'm, I'm in a golf tournament and I, and it's my turn to shoot. And it's like foursome, like me and another person playing against two people. So I go to the golf, it's my turn to shoot out of the rough or whatever i go to the golf bag open it up and there are fishing rods in it no... <laughs> you don't have what you need. no golf clubs just fishing rods <laughs> and everyone's watching me and i'm like and then i woke up and I'm like this is too I... this is like too obviously symbolic like in empire strikes back or something where there's like luke's head in the face of vader's helmet it's just like okay we're going a little heavy on the uh, symbolism but in everyone case, has that version of that dream right i mean yeah. i feel like i have a version
1: of that dream where i need to get i'm like trying to cross the road or something to get out of the way of some oncoming car mm. and i and i can't and i'm like stuck and i
0: can't move oh really oh see that that's very frightening to me that's wor- even worse and uh did your dreams change when you had kids no
1: no i i've had that's a weird good. i had a weird dream that i remember that's probably one of the weirdest dreams that that actually seemed like it had a, a good ending, mm. um, but I don't remember a lot of like my recent dreams, but I had this dream where there was like this lizard, this like <laughs> giant lizard, like I don't even, what are those? Um, Iguana? Uh, no, like what are those huge lizards called that? Uh, Something dragon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Komodo dragon, is that what they're called? (laughs) It was like one of those, and I was like trying to close the door to keep it out of the house, Mm. and it it made its way in, and I'm like, oh, shit, the giant lizard made its way in the house. And then there's like a snake, and it eats the snake, and I was like, yes, like, thank God for the lizard. And then I woke up.
0: That I like that. So There's a lot going on there, Coggins. Actually, now I do like talking about dreams. Maybe this is good, because it doesn't directly involve some (laughs) – tragic or complicated thing in my own life or someone else's life that I reside with. Some psychoanalysts um, can do some work on us, you know, behind uh, the scenes. And uh, the dragon ate the snake. I, yeah, That just sounds very, very meaningful somehow. Um, <laughs> you're back from Las Vegas. Oh, yeah.
1: I just I just got back. I just flew this morning. I woke up at the MGM Grand <laughs> Coggins. <laughs> I mean, what?
0: why is everything related to Las Vegas funny somehow? But I think it is. <laughs> It's,
1: uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny cause I talked about it not too long ago about liking Vegas being a mm. sort of surprising thing and we spent a lot of time in Vegas and it's tough. It's a tough scene, but something interesting happened. So I was there, I was like working this event and I was only there for, I was there for less than 24 hours and I, w- I went to the event and I was wearing like a sport coat and a dress shirt and nice. jeans. Yeah. And, like, something I would pretty much, like, frequently wear if I was in New York or whatever. And it's interesting if you just wear a sport coat because it, the place is just such, like, a hot mess. <laughs> that, like, if you just wear a sport coat, like, everyone was visibly treating me different. It was fun. It was, and, and like, people were talking to me. I don't know. It was just a really high funny. know, it wasn't even, like, it, there is something there. I think it could be. Like the sport coat, the suit thing could be more effective there than any place on earth. Wow. Well, the the Vegas suit. I like it. I mean, it. I wouldn't recommend that as like a thing, but <laughs> just if, you, if it happens to happen, it's pretty interesting. Oh. It kind of like just lets everyone know like I'm there for like something other than. Oh, I like it. You know, the like insanity.
0: Yeah. You just don't want to look like you're an off-duty dealer though car dealer like that's the, i think it's like... pretty
1: i think it's pretty easy to <laughs> know, know look okay. like
0: that. i like it well every time you're in las vegas you usually text me like you've got to come here i don't know what about being you being in las vegas makes you think of how i would respond because like i just couldn't <laughs> handle it or <laughs> it's so
1: <laughs> depraved there i mean it's just it's interesting like if you is i was thinking about this as i was leaving as we we're as we were climbing out on the plane and. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, there's certain cities where you go to and you're like, this is an intellectual city. You know, like sure. if you go to Cambridge or you go to the Bay Area, you're like, yeah. this is like an intellectual place. Mm. And it's interesting. Vegas is not that. And it's interesting, though, how like the the prevailing sort of business industry commercial activity in a place dictates mm. what the people are like. But I do feel like it just it's. It's a whole nother thing. But yeah, t- if you were there, I just I'm always because I just am even for me, like I'm like this place is insane.
0: It's like it's sort of like uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Do you remember that place? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of it's course. like that for adults, <laughs> like like a place that's like totally artificial, highly stimulating. And but instead of being for like 12 year olds playing video games and eating whatever, it's like for adults and it's i i say that as a person who's been there once you know 20 20 years ago why'd you go but when you went i think i was i was with my sister uh and we did we did a road trip from arizona through the desert up there and i we it was like when mandalay bay opened and we were there for a couple of days and it was totally fun um but at, you know i was 20 something now i'm slightly frightened by it but i'm always fascinated by this idea of places where like the rules don't apply yeah it's like. Like when p- you can even see it in like the airline, you know, the boarding area when people are on their way to like Dublin, they're already yeah. like going crazy or I, I guess like New Orleans, maybe Um, I, that that's like whatever you it's like gives people an excuse to. And I guess there are areas in Europe where English people go and misbehave in parts of Spain or whatever. Um, It's just very, very crazy to me like a vacation from your life is that yeah I don't yeah even
1: know. <laughs> yeah it's interesting uh yeah i mean i wouldn't recommend ever i've been to dublin for, for st patrick's day would not recommend that either uh, oh, but too. yeah there, it's it, it is one of those places where everyone just like they feel like they have license to go crazy and it, it's just wild but I, I think there's just so much to it like the scale of it and just beyond like how everyone sort of views the place and why they go there I just think like there's just so many quirks that it would be so funny for you just to see your like response to it all. And then, but people were saying like, I couldn't, you know, some people messaged me saying like, I, you know, I can't imagine you like it there or whatever, you know? And I'm kind of like, there's part of it that I find interesting. And then there's other parts that are just almost unbearable, you know, like the music thing there is just insane. Like they're pumping like terrible music everywhere. And it's so loud and annoying. Lighter inside, everywhere, dude. Like it's just everywhere. It's like on every walkway. There's just music. It's just a weird thing. Hmm. That is weird. Like I, I was wait, I was you know I woke I woke I flew out really early, so I woke up and was you know walking through the casino very early or very late, depending on sort of what you're up to. And you know it's a tough scene there at five in the morning. <laughs> and and then you go out to like get your car, like get your Uber or whatever. And there's just like techno music bumping at like five something in the morning it's like oh man just get me out of here you know it's crazy it's a wild it's, place
0: it's definitely seems to me like a place where the it's like depends if you're like looking at the front of the theater or behind or backstage and like you don't want to be backstage <laughs> you know you you want to you want to have the flattering light and everything that goes along with that and not like be there when they're you know the the $5 max, a minimum table is like uh you know they've run out of chips at at 5 in the morning you know and they're going back i mean is it still the situation where it's like the if you go to the atm the fee is like $25 or something they like <laughs> they've got you i think i'm not sure I, I
1: i was thinking about that i just didn't go to an atm and i wouldn't do it but yeah, yeah it probably is and in certain places, like states, have laws. But then in the casinos, like those ATMs aren't real; they're like some weird cash advance thing. It's oh, there's really? something sketchy going on with that. But <laughs> you know that. So the one thing though that I am sort of very interested in is the sphere, sure. that like giant, yeah, crazy thing, yeah. And it's I mean it's amazing to see it. It's just like it feels like out of another you know it feels like out of a movie. It feels like sci-fi. It's insane.
0: Well. It's crazy because this I mean, James Dolan, like probably one of the five least popular New Yorkers of the last 25 years um, and just a ridiculous person in many ways, built that built this fear. And it seems like everyone likes it. And then I just saw in the Times that the first not CEO, but the president, like already left and they lost six million dollars the first month or however no they lost open. like a
1: hundred million or something this quarter or something it's oh, even more but it's just like tons isn't of money this I guess. the best
0: time <laughs> like with U2 and everybody i don't well, know well I think
1: they don't like youtube's not there all the time right. i i don't think i i don't know i don't i don't understand like how that works at all but I'm sure there's many factors but it doesn't feel like it's like programmed all that well mm. like i think they were kind of rushing to get it open and it's one of those things where it's like You know some some technology launches, but all the games, all the content like isn't really there yet. Yeah, gotcha. You know, and so like that's what it feels like. It's like they kind of have YouTube, but YouTube is not there every day. Like they weren't there when I was there. They're playing some sort of movie thing. Um, so I think like that's maybe part of it. But and it's also like a huge advertising platform on the outside. So like all these companies are like running ads on there. Like because of the Formula One, it's like Mercedes had it. I saw it when we were flying out. Um, I mean, it's crazy. But the other thing is, that they built the sphere. I mean, could you imagine like some other city having the sphere? Like in <laughs> Vegas, it's fine, but they stuck this thing like kind of next to like some like, apartment these... buildings. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's like and this imagine... eye is staring
0: at them. It's yeah, like, are like you can right, right out your window. <laughs> like good morning. I mean, that looked one photo that was going around where there's this sort of rows of houses, which I presume are like the people who work in the casinos. I honestly don't know. Like and I thought it was sort of a joke, but it was like, no, this eye that's however many stories tall staring right at them is just like, give me a break. It's insane. Dude. Um, is there anything you always do when you're in Las Vegas that you try to do? I know you mentioned once that you like to just try some of the restaurants that you could, so you don't have to go to Joe stone crab in Miami or whatever. You,
1: <laughs> I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I kind of didn't have a lot of time. So I just, I went to, there was like a good, I was actually at the wind because the wind's pretty nice. Um, I went to this event and then went to the win, had like a little bite and there's like a good bar. And I I left my credit card there. I don't know what that means, but that's like the third credit card I left at some place this year somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Yeah. And yeah, I was just kind of at the wind, but I didn't really see anything. And I actually like was there, they're doing this like big golf Netflix cup thing, mm. um, like at the wind golf course. And there were like a bunch of pro golfers walking around who I saw, which was funny. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I just got out of there. I saw the Rob Report guys. They were doing like some crazy Rob Report House thing. Of Rob, yeah. yeah. House of Rob. It was, it was good. It was impressive
0: um and, and that then was you it put, you put a thousand dollars on one blackjack hand and uh got out of there yeah exactly do you it have was... the urge to go gambling when you're there or do you just not even allow yourself no not really
1: i mean i don't it's gambling's like a good social thing to do right if you're there with people but mm-hmm. otherwise i don't really i don't really want to gamble all that much to be honest yeah. it was it was pretty good though. It was like a good amount of time to be there like one day is good it would have been better if I was with like more people right. I was just there for work stuff so kind and of funny you,
0: you were and we can say what you were doing right or is it yeah I mean I was like I was there with like
1: Tori, which is a Red Bull owned clothing brand mm. and they were doing so this thing at Nordstrom so I was just there for that um, and because of formula one and, but I didn't see, it's going to be crazy. The the race there, it's like going to be insane. And I don't know, like it's going to be really hard to get around. It feels like, and I would rather go someplace else to see a race, like probably some like actual circuit Yeah, would be my preference um, um, versus Vegas. But it, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. The race doesn't start till like 10 PM. No way. Why yeah, the, the, because of, because of oh the, like majority of the viewerships in in Europe, so they're gotcha. trying to get it late enough to get capture that European market time. So it can be morning there. Is that yeah, right? yeah? I mean, F one's kind of crazy because it is like all over the world, and all the times are always like insane. It's not like football where it's like one o'clock, you know, one four, whatever. Yeah, sure.
0: And that is, uh, <laughs> I have Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just something that's always fascinates me. Like the fact that it's, I mean, it is truly international and it, I was once in Monte Carlo, not a place people really need to go right <laughs> the week before the, the grand prix there. And so the, the circuit was set up because I do something else the previous weekend. And it is wild to see. Cause I, I mean, obviously going right through the town and it, you really do have a sense because when you watch it, they're like, and there they go past the casino and like, it really goes past the casino i mean it's like it, it's like and the it's movie. like the, it's a historic route as yeah, well sure so that is and, cool and you see the boat starting to arrive and you can it, it just puts it all into context and like oh my god they really go through that tunnel which is famous because it kind of it's hard to see as they pass from the dark to the light and it's just um it, it, it is cool though i imagine yeah. it's absolutely insane to be there when it's happening
1: yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. It's probably like one of those things you probably would want to do at some point, like go to the 24 hour of Le Mans, like go to yeah. Monte Carlo, like some of those famous, those famous circuits, like those races are, that's pretty cool. I'm into that.
0: Well, one of the funniest things ever written is by the late great AA A. Gill about attending that. And it is, he absolutely <laughs> eviscerates it. <laughs> he just <laughs> says like, you just go from boat to boat with, you know, drunk Germans and, Um, and it sounds like (laughs) prostitute. I mean, just the craziest, it sounds actually like Las Vegas ratcheted up for just the high rollers table. And it's, and he, he takes no prisoners. If people want to look that story up, it's absolutely hysterical. It it might actually make some people want to go, but it's it's, (laughs) goes right after it. It's, uh, it's pretty good.
1: Um, so you were, you were traveling, but it was like the polar opposite of what I was doing.
0: (laughs) You mean the sedate? clubs of london <laughs>
1: yeah what happened <laughs> what, what, what did you do i haven't i legitimately haven't talked to you so what happened
0: no we, we, i was in london um emily and i were in london and then we went to the cotswolds for a few days and then we were in paris for my birthday um so it was a nice little european kind of i don't want to say midwinter i guess that's midfall trip and uh stayed at a place you've stayed the durance hotel um which is so great yeah um and i was thinking about and we we've talked uh privately about like the the mid-priced hotel that's just great that basically doesn't exist any yeah. Anymore, but Durance is one. And you know, well liked, certainly not a secret. Plenty of people go there, but they have beautiful, you know, perfectly acceptable rooms, but really great public rooms and a perfect location. Small room with a fireplace and a great dining room and plenty of I guess you'd call like tea rooms or something. Just mm-hmm. absolutely great. And good little just, bar too. Yeah, fantastic bar. Um, it's really satisfying um to go to a place and around the corner from uh, you know, Chiltern and all the, that stuff. So you're in a... It's,
1: a, it's also tr- not trying to be anything that no. it isn't, which is yeah, nice. And that's sure. the, that is the that's the problem, I feel like, with a lot of hotels mm. and a lot of New York hotels. Like, they're all... It's all trying really hard to be something or to find some niche or something, you know, to have some sort of, like, you
0: know, internet fame for some reason. <laughs> internet fame. I mean, the other thing that was nice about it is it's just like everything they did was good, like all the the public rooms, but none of it was trying so hard that it exhausted you. It just sort of trusted that, I mean, this is the way we've always done it. So here it is. I mean, maybe some of those places like Dukes and kind of in that back area there would be a little bit similar that they've just kind of do things the way they've always done them. But it was, it was really nice um slightly odd that they're playing uh winston churchill speeches uh on a loop in the men's room on the ground floor (laughs) but other than that like what's going on here am i hearing voices like also do you want to hear winston churchill um while you're washing your hands i I think
1: uh, i didn't catch that part. (laughs)
0: it's just a nice they might um, just put that on for you david yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, what if you came back and you were too not sure that it was in your head and you're like, did you notice that? He's like, Oh, well, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Cause I was worried that it was just me <laughs> here in Winston. <laughs> um, actually, I was in a, a separate club in New York last night and I was very satisfied to see the like row of blue blazers in the back, like for people who <laughs> showed up without them. And I was like, we're going to run. There's going to be a time when this doesn't happen anymore, that there is no, literally no dress code. Um, Some and, places are
1: always going to have the dress code though. I you think? think?
0: In England, yeah. maybe, or in certain clubs, I guess it's uh it's nice to know that that's there that I mean not for everybody. I remember once i I briefly was working on this book years ago for Taschen, which would turned out to be an absolute disaster um but one thing I was trying to get out of it that like German editor was in town, and I was like, well uh, he'd take me for lunch at anywhere I wanted to go. I said, well, let's go to twenty one His name was Hans. Uh, and, and when I got there, he was already arrived and he was, he was in the j- provided jacket. He said, I didn't realize, I said, oh, sorry, Hans. Uh, yes. And, uh, and then I woke up three months later to an email from him, the book, which I did not choose the title was called dream objects and the email subject line just said bad news about dream objects <laughs> that, said, that said that book would not be, uh, moving ahead. <laughs> um, and listed everything that I told them would be a problem with it uh, back at me, and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm glad I got a very small advance and a meal at the Twenty One Club."
1: <laughs> was that your first book?
0: Well, never? no, yeah, it was. My friend had been hired to do it, and they were already going to cancel it with him, and he proposed that I would help him with it. And it was this some idea of like the fifty most expensive objects, like by auction category, so the most expensive instrument or the most expensive bottle of wine and then you would heat the person who who started it did was going to do half and I would do the other half and then you like interview the expert from Sotheby's about that guitar or whatever the hell it was and actually it's pretty interesting because these people who are specialists at those places are fascinating you learning about a tapestry and why it's valuable and the history of a diamond and I, and while I learned about half a dozen of these things I was really into it even though I mean publishing what a joke like their tashin is like you're supposed to provide all images all everything clear the rights i'm like god it seems like a lot of work and uh the and, rights. i mean it, it, pretty pretty it... serious stuff like you deliver everything to them you and things that you would think they have a staff for and then you realize they don't have a staff and um I, well
1: the auction stuff is usually really easy to get
0: pictures because yeah, they, it's they've they've got it all but somehow it it all it all devolved in that um probably exists in some other form somewhere else i do think that the other person writing was like at the families or you know the compound these like crazy people who own tash and he, somehow he went into was visiting there and overwhelmed by the art collection and opened a door and there were just like many naked people in that room or something i might be misremembering but there was like i was like god so Tashin living up to its reputation is being totally insane and <laughs> the, the tashin guide to las vegas and other gambling cities the, the monte carlo uh brothels i had a friend that used to work at tashin
1: and he would just say you know he was like just get any books you want just come yeah. get them so i have like a million a million of those books it was really nice he used to hook me up um
0: yeah man it, the old days when i was they would when all those places had huge um huge budgets for that sort of thing and Fiden. I knew a woman who did PR there and I my my library is half of my art 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 catalogs from those places that are wonderful. I used to I used to get invited to these press previews for art exhibitions, which was sometimes nice because you could go before the museum was open. But if you went later and said you were sorry you missed it, but could you get a catalog, they would give it to you they wouldn't give it to you if you went to the preview because then there were too many people. So I have my goodness, I would probably like it's, it's a nice, nice, nice bookshelf full of books now in storage of all my um, all the old <laughs> days as an art writer.
1: That's cool. Have you ever been to the, you know, the other place I went while you were gone or since we've last spoken, I guess. Um, I went to the Rose Bowl flea market.
0: I saw that with, maybe with your with <laughs> Which, the next with generation my, of Williams. And... With
1: my kids. Sweet. <laughs> I was just trying. Well, my wife's been she's been traveling. So I've been home with the kids on, on dad duty. And then yeah. my, my, my oldest was sick. And then, so we oh, were kind yeah. of stuck inside for a while. And, and I was like, well, I don't think this is going to be a good idea, but let's go to the flea market. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. I mean, we went and it was pretty, I mean, it was, it was interesting to go, but we weren't there long and the kids were not qu- sort of, they were fine, but wait, like wait, they weren't enjoying it. And wait, at the end, on. at the end, my daughter goes, wait, why did we go to the market? We didn't even get anything. <laughs>
0: Come on, dad, buy, buy an overpriced uh, you know, Yankees hat. Wait, so I've never been to the Rose Bowl flea market. So walk me through it. Like, do you park? Is it easy to get around? Do you pay to get in? What's the set the scene for those of us who haven't been there?
1: Yeah, so it's all there's they use. Uh, all, there's like the surrounding area of the stadium. Mm. Like uh, th- there's vendors sort of all over and there's kind of four or five like main sections. Then they use the parking lots, uh, some of the parking lots for the stadium, for other vendors. And it starts really early and it's sort of famously like people go, you know, it's not even light out. People are there. And, you know, the craziest people will buy like a vendor spot so they can go buy stuff while everyone's setting up basically whoa like it's crazy and it's always like by hour so we got there at eight which is i think that there's a a spot at five so it opens at five and then you know there's another so it's like the early bird ticket is till nine but we got there at eight and it gets less expensive as it gets later (laughs) so like if pe- most people like won't go at eight because it's still expensive and you're kind of not getting any of the early mm-hmm. access stuff. But like if you go in at nine, there's tons of people there. So we just kind of went in when we were there. We're not going to mm. wait around. And um there's, there's like, uh, you know, tons of antiques and, you know, just flea market stuff, furniture and all that stuff in one spot. Then a couple of the lots are like very sort of apparel focused. Mm. And it's changed a lot. Like it's in, you know, since I've been going, it used to be like, it it is very expensive. There's other flea markets around that, but there's like a lot of people selling stuff to like the concept designers from like Ralph and everywhere else Mm. that come out to buy that stuff in Japan, all these guys from Japan. Um, But there was, there's a lot less of that stuff now than there used to be. Like it used to be like very like curated americana and Mm -hmm. you know workwear and military and blah 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 now it's like all this weird bad clothes from the 90s and it's it's interesting there's like a lot of kids there like a lot of young people are there to like buy clothes that they want to wear and Mm -hmm. like it's much more of a thing for that it's changed a lot it's not i would say as enjoyable for the stuff i'm interested in but it's still going strong but it's kind of it's a scene it's like it's kind of worth it and there's so, the, but there's a bunch of other flea markets. That's just like the most famous. And now it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of the craziest, but you have to pay to park. And it's like a whole endeavor to go.
0: Um, and they and only do you... it like
1: once a month. It's like one Sunday a month. Um, so I, I, I miss it a lot. I'm always yeah. like, Oh, it's, I'm going to be, you know, I can go, but then I'm like, Oh no, I'm not a town or whatever. So.
0: Mm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're locked in watching the Cleveland Browns if they've got an early game. What, uh what, <laughs> There's what a lot of cool. Kid... Yeah. What were your kids interested in? Did they nothing gravitate they just... towards certain things? Or they no, just... they,
1: they didn't get it. They they sort of like <laughs> didn't understand what was going on you're like, there.
0: You're like, this is a pair of used red wing boots. You <laughs> might ask, why does dad need another pair of boots that are already old? That's a good question. Well, I'll explain to you. But this last is very rare. It's <laughs> yeah, they... gonna resell it to someone in Tokyo.
1: <laughs> it's inter interesting though, because that The clothes, we're kind of past the point where clothes are well-made and sort of have enough, uh, I don't know, like provenance to like be valuable later. We're just mm-hmm. like, it, everything's junk now and everything at flea markets is just going to be junk in the future. That's interesting. That's you know, sad. so we're like, it's like all that stuff, it's becoming too rare. And too, you know, it's very expensive yeah. to buy like that old made in US stuff at this point. But there's still yeah. like a lot of cool people there. It would be like a good place to take pictures of cool people you mm-hmm. know if you're you know which would have been fun if I wasn't I don't know if I didn't hate that sort of thing, I probably would have done that. I was thinking like, oh, it would be cool to like show just the people here because there's a lot of interesting people that go. Yeah um... I just I feel like I also like even if I really appreciate people that like vintage have like vintage style. Mm. that that really are into vintage clothes. And like, I just, I don't know why it feels like that to me is like a very sort of high form of taste. Mm. And, and maybe that's just like my preference toward that stuff. But I really, and I was thinking this when I was there, I really gravitate toward people that like love vintage clothes and like have, you know, you see them kind of like they get because they're going to see and be seen, you know, sure. they kind of wear great outfits to these things. And to me, like that's, pretty inspiring and pretty cool. So I don't really dress that way, but it was, it's cool to see it. And there's a lot of those
0: people in LA. That's interesting. That's nice. It is nice when you see people who have some sort of, it's like you believe in one thing that's shared, like some sort of idea about the past or quality or, but then you also have this very specific personal style. It's like what you pull out of the past. I, I think that that's a nice, a nice feeling. Did, did um
1: did you ever go to the Chelsea flea
0: market? Sure, I mean is it still going on? Like what? It, I thought it stopped and then it started again and then I kind kind of lost the thread. But yeah, it's still there. Um, it may be a different parking lot now. I got a little confused at some point and then I um sometimes I I used to like it a lot. Then I get overwhelmed by these things and I just um I generally like places where I know where the booths are that I like. And so I can kind of zone out mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. and then really focus. Like, um, where
1: is that? Like in, is that like Brimfield thing or in Paris? I've never or... been to
0: Brimfield. We always wow. threaten to go. I think that my problem with certain places is if it takes a huge amount of effort to get there, then I feel compelled to get something that whether I need it or not, which, (laughs) and usually there's that moment where you're like, we're either going to get a ton and pack it into a van or we're just going to get hardly anything. You, it's hard to kind of, it's hard to stay sane in those situations where you either like there used to be, (laughs) used to be these things at Bergdorf Goodman for the employees, like within the kind of office side where each department would like sell their samples or something. And you could pay to go in right away And especially the women's stuff, these people would lose their minds and go and you would see them coming out with all this stuff. And I was like, I'm never paying because then I'm going to feel compelled to, you know, get things I don't need. Um, And I can't always trust myself in that situation. The psychology of it is just too hard.
1: I think it's good if you're collecting things. Mm. You you can go to Brimfield and buy like a cast iron pan. And that's like a very practical thing. to buy, And it feels good and you'll use it. And Where is this club chair? I don't have room in my apartment, but I want one of those club chairs. I want one. (laughs) I always tell you about that. I'm like, I want, I want
0: one of those. I want two of those French club chairs. I really want them. It's some, I do love it when like someone commits to something and they're like, we're getting it back. I don't care. Like I bought a glass overhead light in France when actually, when I was with Matt and Yolanda, this incredible store that they took us to that they knew well. And there's this beautiful hanging lamp. And I'm like, the price is great, but I'm going to have to carry around a wrapped glass <laughs> hanging lamp. How'd you get like it back? Cool. But like in carried a freaking it? pain in the ass, I, I brought it <laughs> on the plane. I carried it for like the next week. Of course I was with Matt who made me think it was totally logical to do this sort of thing. Cause he's always doing nutty stuff like that. He's like, no, you just bring it around. It's no problem. And I'm like taking, I had various train trips where, I, so I'm just carrying like a duffel bag with just this, you know, <laughs> lamp on it or overhead light in it but then of course once you have it you're like this is so great and you remember the story and um and it it didn't break so that was very nice Um, that's great now now i'm in the zone and i we've talked about this before it has to do with kind of vintage and old things where we're like if you know you like something do you get the backup version of it so i'm screwing around on ebay (laughs) <laughs> and <I'm>, uh, <laughs> so uh, and i'm in the I'm in the Patagonia duffel bag section, of course, and like I'm a totally obsessed with my like i've I've been writing about packing we always talk about stuff like this, and I've got this Patagonia uh, made in the USA black hole bag, which is like just a big basically all black duffel, but not the one that you see on the site it's a very specific one that mm-hmm. I use for fishing and I love it, and you can kind of carry it over your shoulder kind of like an army bag and it's just has no visible branding. And it's just this kind of rubber thing that I used to only use for fishing, but now I've just used it for everything because it's too big for everything I need, which actually makes it easier to carry. And I can put stuff in. So I'm totally obsessed with this bag now is, (laughs) it's left my fishing zone and gone into all time zone. So I'm (laughs) loving it, loving it. And now I see that there's one on eBay and I'm like, is it wrong to have two of the exact same bags? And, uh, and not only that, I'm bidding, which I hate to get involved in bidding because also psychologically it gets a little bit fraught. So um, if someone's listening to this, well, this will come out after that that's over. So I don't have to worry about anyone getting in. I'm going to go bed. I'm going to go in there and bid against you. <laughs> if, if I see you in Patagonia with my same bag I, that you well, <laughs> bid me on, I would have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did did buy one of those black hole bags, but I bought the tiny one. They make like a really, really small, like a dob kit size. And I use it as a dob kit.
0: Oh, yeah. I have I buy those. I have six of those things in small and medium. They're so useful for um, all the little stuff for fishing, for for, as a dob kit, for like suntan lotion, for everything. I think those small things and I look for them in weird colors that they've discontinued. (laughs) And it's also good for any tech stuff. That's what I carry My. You know cords and out, you know outlets and all that stuff, or adapters or other. Um, excellent. Are you on eBay at all? Or are you are you in a are you in a more disciplined mode?
1: <clears throat> I uh, I'm not on eBay. I I go through waves where I I just go really hard on eBay and just <laughs> like get into it, and I feel like I need to stop. I I'm trying to like not buy stuff. You know, it's like I need less stuff. I don't need any of this stuff. Mm. Trying to get rid of stuff, so no, I try to stay away from it. I, yeah, and the alerts and stuff.
0: You know, I I get alert. I don't. I don't screw with alerts, man. That's that. I I don't need anything pulling me in. I like to go to it. I like the
1: alerts because you'll catch a lot of stuff you wouldn't see otherwise. The other thing is like Google flight alerts. If you ever do Mm. that. Like I was watching the Argentina flights. Oh my god! I never told you about this Ar- the Argentina thing. I booked. I booked the wrong flights. Yeah, yeah, right. I... And I couldn't. And I. I can't get through to them to like resolve it. So it's, oh my just, god. it's just. It's funny. I was like, I even asked my nanny if she would communicate with them in Espanol, but uh, it didn't
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> they blew her off too. Ooh, it's tough. Uh, I, I'm trying to book this, um, like these Bahamian. Uh... <laughs> Bahamas flights so I can for this bonefish trip I'm going on after Thanksgiving and is it slightly alarming that an airline that you're buying a ticket for has like one of those to prove you're not a robot grids like click (laughs) where there's a fire hydrant I'm like wait this is an airline this is like why are you asking me like are you getting scammed regularly you know and then you have to like click it again you're like are there any uh you know, umbrellas and it's the, always like photos. wires. It'll be like, yeah, exactly. like wires. Like I'm like, is that a wire? I can't tell. This yeah, thing. I know. I'm very bad at it. The photos are grainy. And then you like click through the, the schedules are incredibly erratic because you're going from NASA to these like remote islands. So it's like, they'll just, when the flight is full, like it just disappears And it's then my friend's trying to get on one and he's calling them and they're like, well, we'll decide if more people want to go, we'll put it on a bigger plane. He's like, what am I supposed to do with that information? I don't know. Like, when are you going to decide? And how how do you know more people want to come? And you just just
1: you are you allowed to bring your giant turkey fryer, your
0: deep fryer to cook (laughs) your turkey down there in your annual tradition? I did realize that the first time I went, this is to Long Island in the Bahamas. I did go over Thanksgiving. I was alone. Uh, God, this was a long time ago, and and all the other people down there fishing were Canadian, of course, because they like don't celebrate Thanksgiving or maybe they have it some other time. And I was like, this is nice. This Thanksgiving bone fishing with Canadians. I like this. Uh, no, no fraud. Um, you know. Uh, family stuff or, or anything in-laws or whatever else just no turkeys just like out in the flats you know no no concerns um it's good dave it's
1: good to <laughs> run away from your problems buddy
0: yeah, Exactly. <laughs> the, have the, you ever been to u.s bank stadium i haven't in my I, I have a friend who lives in san francisco who's from minnesota who's lived in san francisco forever um who's in like an insane Vikings fan. Like, he goes to this bar in Hate Ashbury and, like, sits next to the TV in a jersey, which is just like diabolical behavior. And he, he and his friends have season tickets for the Vikings, even though he lives in San Francisco. So, like, he either sells the tickets or if it's a game he wants to go, then he goes. Wow. And he's, and he was texting me when when the season was going to hell. And he's like, and I can't believe I agreed to go see San Francisco beat the hell out of us in two weeks and then of course we won that game and now he's like back the next week and he's sending me photos from it and he's like and they're playing unfortunately now the song this creed song take me higher is like unfortunately the viking song and they're playing it all the time you talk about terrible things you're hearing in las vegas i think creed even if you've scored a touchdown is not really what you want to hear but maybe (laughs) maybe the feelings are so positive from from scoring a touchdown or winning that i'll even start to like creed (laughs) like i can't That's tough. Uh, um, (laughs) I have answer I have not been in. And I honestly, though, the first time, because he's invited me to go to games before, I started to imagine attending a football game, which is 90% of everything I hate about just crowds and noise and waiting around and security and just stuff I do not want. And then, like, is the 10% of watching the Vikings win, could that overwhelm the 90%? I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite ready.
1: <laughs> I think once a year it's, I, I've been to one football game. I went, I went to one in San Francisco a couple years ago, and then I kind of vowed to never go again, but I think I'm going to go to when the Browns are out here at SoFi. I like it. I just kind of want to go see SoFi. So I think, uh, cause I haven't been. so But is
0: that the best way to do it? Is there a con? I don't know. I don't know what the best thing is. Like, is it a concert? I don't know. Or is it a thing?
1: I don't know, Dave. I really don't know. Um, I'm more into the sphere, though, than SoFi. um, Maybe we should get you to go to the sphere.
0: I would, I guess, I think I wouldn't mind seeing you two in the sphere, but I think I would be really embarrassed to see the other people going, because they would, like, remind me of something about myself that I'm not thrilled about, you know, like, just, like, (laughs) middle-aged white guys, like, Pull, you I think know, it's pr- it probably it,
1: it, like span it's probably like a pretty diverse group of people there i don't think it's going to be you know because i think the sphere on its own in vegas it's going to draw like lots of different types of people so and i don't know they would be a bunch of coggins clones but lots of different friends of randy's <laughs> 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 I
0: think they already crossed it off the list once already <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah they, he I got, he got he, his friend got tickets through the youtube fan club He's like, I the <laughs> it, fan is, club. it
0: is funny when you like you joined a fan club to get access to tickets and you kind of forgot you're you're like, oh, right. You got an email from The Cure and you're like early access. Um, but probably someone who has a fancy, you know, Citibank card gets even better access for the Madison Square Garden. Um Absolute delight to talk to you again. Um, we will be back next week. I'm sorry that for those of you who are upset at the lack of podcasting. I know it's all,
1: it's all on David, it's not on me. <laughs> David is he needs conditions, he's he can only grow in the right conditions, and it has to be everything <laughs> has to be perfect. It's uh, all uh, yeah, on I mean, his schedule, you know, with no full time job, no retainer <laughs> clients, and no children. It's we it's always like, have to work around no. Dave's
0: schedule. <laughs> I, I thrive in a Montessori environment, uh, small <laughs> class size. You need a physical,
1: physical task to do. <laughs> uh,
0: well, we not only am, am I excited for next week, I am planning to bring um, some sort of microphone down to the Bahamas so I can report Hina. back from the bone fishing trip um oh god the audio is going to be terrible the
1: wi-fi is going to be so bad
0: i want to capture the wind off the flats and then people be like okay we don't need this no it'll be a quick update hopefully that that could be fun and we could even we might even have a special guest while we're down there which i had hasn't even occurred to me till now i'll leave that i'll leave that um that that could be something to look forward to all right um nice to talk to you michael glad you're back from las vegas and talk to you next week yep good talking to you david